Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I am Lucy Cecil. And I am Olivia Taylor. Well, Olivia, welcome. The leaves are falling. The the winds have turned. It started to piss it down for days on end. How are we? (laughs) Story, story night. Paint your palette blue, grey and a lot of rainy sleet because it is October. That's right. We have reached October. It is officially autumn and uh, here we are. Yeah. Still. <laughs> I was just thinking about um what what honestly feels like yesterday um when I would like apologize for having my window wide open because it was just too hot to record you know without Yeah, well it did definitely turn quickly which I think is the way of uh, the world these days um and uh you know quite alarming how it can go from like 26 degrees one day to like 10 degrees next not really about shouldn't really happen but yes i think we're fully in autumn season now we've both got our jumpers on you know the mini fans are, are laid to rest for now for another year yeah and the uh, mini fans yeah, are in the drawer yeah um have, have you done anything particularly autumnal in the past week uh well yes actually uh i have had the ceremony ceremonial first fire of the season stunning loved it loads it was uh very very nice to gather around and uh, warm myself on um i've been for some walks uh in you know not uh, the most in, in actually like really lovely bright lo- like bright weather but cold which is like my favorite probably time to walk anyway um and yeah uh, i've just spent a lot of time outside which has been really nice um Apart from that, nothing like super autumnal or, as I like to say, spooky yet. So, but, you know, hopefully one day soon I shall launch headfirst into spooky season. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, Well, I went to Pembrokeshire for the last uh, week, which was nice. Um, Yeah, just as it was like all locking down around us as we were like driving back on the motorway, like, Um, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that that was nice it was like soup i think we sort of got the last week of some good weather maybe um and like one second it was like ibiza and then the next second we were just in a hailstorm it was really bizarre um but that is the life of going on a like uk coastal holiday i think um yeah and just basically like all i did was just go on go on walks that's all we did and um yeah my girlfriend was obsessed with the log burner and um as soon as we got back to the cottage was just like doing a lot of um assessing the log burner thinking about the log burner doing all the right bits about the log burner so enough woman after my own heart (laughs) yeah um so so we had the log burner and that that was nice and yeah just like went on loads of walks and stuff which was good because then when we got back i did another um walk which was a a charity walk for the Christie hospital which was actually cancelled because of covid and like the rule of six and stuff but um they said that if you still want to do it like in your smaller groups then you could basically so we just stuck to the same day and we got the route off the organizers and we did the um did the walk which was really nice because a lot of people have kindly donated and we've raised over a thousand pounds for the christie which is great and um if if you haven't heard of the christie they are um a massive um cancer hospital um based in manchester and they're doing they're making like another hospital in macclesfield as well um 
super important save hundreds of people's lives every year and so obviously like you know all charities are important but that one is particularly important to me so try and do something every year to raise some money for them so that was that was nice to still do um so yeah just a lot of work yeah. to be honest yeah nice absolutely um yeah congrats on the walk very impressive um, well, thank you for your donation yes you're welcome you're welcome anytime um but most importantly, I do have a big question. Did you eat any clotted lobster while you were away? <laughs> Lucy, do you know what, right? <sighs> I have not had one bit of clotted lobster and I'm absolutely fuming just because I don't even know why this has happened. Like when I went, I went to Fife and we meant to do it. And then the next day it was like chucking it down because we were meant to go. And like basically my, I've been thwarted at every turn. Um... And then on the last day we went to Tembi, we got pizza. And then just as I walked outside, I saw that they were doing lobster rolls. And I was like, ah, oh, but the pizza was good. So, you know, I don't know. Um, so I haven't had any okay. clotted lobsters. Right. Well, I think when we're able to, we need to plan specifically a clotted lobster trip. <laughs> <laughs> you, me, a couple of lobsters clotted. Sorted. Look, we're really not doing anything to help our reputation at this point, but... <laughs> I've decided to truly lean into all my reputations for this section of the year. So I'm seeing how that goes. This is like the reputation album by Taylor Swift. We're in that phase. Stunning era. So, you know, this could be a turning, turning point for me as I, you know, lean into my reputations. Um, But anyway, uh, what are you living along for as we move forward into crispy autumn well um, i'm gonna start with longing for because it kind of um relates back to what i was just talking about and as well doesn't help our cause massively but um i now as a 30 year old woman as i I was meant to reveal this to you on the podcast but i forgot and revealed it on our group chat just earlier i am now (laughs) a national trust card holder I am an annual member of the National Trust. Um, yeah. So I got that just before the holiday. And I am obsessed with finding places to go where one can park for free. Uh, yeah. I need to just make make that money back. But yeah, um, I just thought it'd be a nice thing to do, given that you can't really do much else. So just lean into that life. So I'm longing for a chance to do another nice coastal walk, which hopefully I'll be able to do at some point. Um, and I am living for, so this is specific. And again, I think we've spoken about this, this, this week. And I sent some examples over to really paint the picture. And I am living for the TikTok trend, which is about um, certain inanimate objects, people, things, having different kinds of energies um, done in like a sort of music kind of, I don't know, compilation. So yes. always to the song Mighty Real, the dance is always this, which is my favorite dance. And obviously oh, yeah. you can't see this, but it's like someone just like sort of undulating with their arms, like going around in a circle above their head. Almost hula hooping with their arms up. Yeah. And that's mm. my favorite kind of dance to ever see and to know about. So it's just like all my favorite things in one. And it's like all different kinds of energies and it can be literally about anything. And the more sort of obscure, the better. But there's a lot of them of things that have gay energy and I watched one the other day where the first thing was hedgehogs and I thought do you know what yeah (laughs) you're not wrong actually (laughs) yeah and so it's that's been giving me a lot of joy over the past couple of weeks and I've been making sure to interact with those ones a lot more like following those accounts and liking them so I just get served constant like 
energy um tiktoks so yeah i am absolutely living for those and long may that trend continue um (laughs) what are you living and longing for this week um well just to very quickly uh let you know i too am a national trust member and have been for many years so if you think this is 30 this is like 26 for me (laughs) i didn't know that about you i uh love the national trust does it surprise anyone no (laughs) um yeah no i love it and like i used to be i i used to be a member and then i stopped being a member and then i two years ago i think i started being a member again yeah um and yeah love so much to just go to the car park and be like i've paid for this already yeah um and actually i have really been leaning into my national trust membership recently because couldn't go to any of them for so long but was still paying was like now I want definitely to get my money's worth Mm. so and they are really good places to go at the moment because you book on and therefore you know there's not going to be too many people you know you're going to be able to park you know you're going to be able to go and do the walks and stuff um and that's like a really nice uh like for me comforting thing to be able to do at the moment so um yeah uh, there are loads, there are loads of really good ones around here as well. So, um, and yeah, they do do loads of stunning coastal walks, particularly in Wales. I've been on many a national trust car park walk. Love it so much. Obviously more than just the car park, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, um, welcome to the club. Uh, thank you so much. I'll wait to so see much. you at the, uh, <laughs> all the sites. Um, ball. <laughs> Oh God. Um, so similarly, actually to you, I am longing for, I'm going to do my longing first as well. Um, truly embracing autumn and spooky season as we uh, dive into it, because I think that's the only way to do it this year. Um, I really need to embrace what is happening. Otherwise I'll just like be too sad. So I, for one, absolutely love like when all the trees turn and going on like a proper like woodlandy walk and seeing all the colors. Love that so much for me. So I will be doing lots and lots of walks like that in the upcoming weeks. And I intend to very much have a spooky time and, uh, watch loads of scary things, uh, Halloween things because I love Halloween so much. Um, so yeah, that is my longing for, and I am, what I'm living for is the other weekend I was, um, just like had the telly on, uh, Friday, was it a Friday night, I think? And, um, there was nothing really on, obviously, as nothing usually isn't, but I just put, um, a BBC4 on because I often do that just to see like what's on as like a background bit of telly. And I got sucked into about three hours of just watching Soul Night at the BBC. And it was old documentaries about soul music and then showing like soul performances from the BBC archives. And oh, let me tell you, Olivia, I had such a stunning evening. Honestly, <laughs> so great. we've said it once and we've said it a thousand times. BBC Four drops gems. Absolutely does. Like you cannot go wrong pretty much with just putting it on in the background. And before you know it, you're A, educated b entertained and c soothed so you know those are all things i want to be um and yeah just had such a great time listening to all soul and then just had a whole like weekend of just like discovering loads more about different soul artists i didn't know and stuff and like uh, leaning into that as a genre so i really really enjoyed that so that is what i am living in longing for and on that very musical um, subject then, Lucy, what is your track of the week this week? So my track of the week this week comes from the new release from uh, Sufjan Stevens, who is, you know, uh, an absolute king of making moody music about being sad about 
Love Life, etc. Um, and obviously did some very stunning, stunning songs for Call Me By Your Name, which everyone will know. Not everyone will know, but you know, if you know, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, their new song, um, Video Games, uh, came out. I think there's a couple of songs that he's released, but I just really like that one. It's got like a great, it's just, it's, it's so, it's textbook. Sifjan Stevens but like it's just I really like it it's got a good beat but it's also like slow really good for listening to in the bath which as I think I've mentioned before on the podcast is one of my favorite things for a song to be and yeah just recommend it for um this uh turning of the seasons um what is your track of the week yeah that sounds lovely um I used to listen to a lot of him when I was younger but haven't really like dove back in in the more recent years so i'll have to give that a go as i'm getting back into my autumn baths um mine is kind of on the other end of the spectrum and it is from kylie minogue's new album disco and it says something which i don't know if you've listened to is an absolute bop i haven't Uh, but i i I need to i I am aware of it yeah i think you'll like it loads and the lyrics um very much speak to our um, lived experience at the moment, um, examples of which are, we're a million miles apart in a thousand ways, baby, you could light up the dark like a solar scape. Um, and then it carries on, oh, we all got wonderlust in the darkest place, so we're going with our heart, yeah, it's all the rage. Oh, we're just, just trying to find ourselves in the storms we chase, baby, in and out of summer, we could find our way. So she just knows the bits. And um, as I mentioned this morning, she was um, on the latest Table Manners and listening to that, honestly, is an act of (laughs) self-care. She is the most joyful, bright, light woman ever. She really is. She's such a positive ray of light all the time. I don't think I've ever... Yeah, she always makes me feel better if I ever see anything with her in not that I'm like a huge I'm not a huge I don't dislike Kylie at all but I'm not a huge you know like fan um but everything I've ever you know interacted with that is to do with her is stunning including her endorsement of various spectacles at Specsavers yeah and she just she makes the people feel good and that's what we need at this time Absolutely. and um yeah it was just really great to hear uh to hear that chat she just seems like even though obviously she is one of the biggest megastars of the world just a very sort of normal sweet kind person so um yeah um that was really nice to listen to that and reminded me of what a bop that song is great are there any other podcast recs you have this week anything else you've been listening to so I've listened to a couple. Um, there's one I've mentioned before. Um, I have to say I really don't like the name because I, I hate this as a as a as a phrase. I don't hate it. I just dislike it. Okay. And it's um, it's the podcast that's called Adulting. Oh, I really don't like that as a phrase as well. No, yeah. I don't like it as a phrase. But um, it's quite a good podcast, and there's some quite good guests on it. So I listened to a couple from that um, this week. I listened to the Nisha Dolan one, um, who wrote Exciting Times. Um, I've mentioned that book before on the podcast. And also another one with um, Candice Brathway, and I just listened to basically anything that, that she does. So that was cool to listen to. Um, I've also started listening to Catherine Ryan's podcast, Telling Everybody Everything. And it's kind of a podcast about nothing. It's like a bit of advice, a bit of pop culture. Um, oh my God, imagine, imagine a podcast about nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, obviously, 
it means that I love it loads. And it's just, yeah, her talking about what she thinks about like various pop culture stories and um, yeah, people write in and ask for her advice. I think she does have quite good advice actually. But um, nice. this week she's absolutely fuming about Offset cheating on Cardi B and she is absolutely not having it. And oh, um, I agree. Mm, yeah same it's not it's not on to be honest and I mean I don't think it's like the first time it's ever happened oh my god what's that song I love that song off her album oh yeah I love uh that song off of her album through your phone which is like where she basically is like talking about a scenario of like finding texts from another woman on her partner's phone and it's just so great and this is like she gets so angry in it and she's like talking about just you know like you don't even know how lucky you are that i haven't like given you a fucking like spoonful of bleach with your with your cereal and stuff like that very dark bits but you know she's angry she obviously hasn't done that but it's a really good song though (laughs) and yeah no i do not agree with that happening to cardi b um our lord and savior one of many lord and saviors yes gosh okay well i'll have to listen to that um my last podcast recommendation which reminded me you know like you've got like your podcasts about nothing you've got your cultural op-eds you've got your dramas all these different sort of genres and then you have ones that are just kind of like silly aka my brother my brother and me um Rachel exactly blah, blah, yeah. blah 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> Game recognized game. I nearly texted you that the other day, but I forgot. Oh, I would have loved that. <laughs> I've really leaned back into them recently. They they are the exact right amount of silliness that I need when you just want to not be thinking about anything that's serious. I've forgotten what my brother, my brother and me is about. What was it about? So it's it's an advice show for the modern era. That's it, <laughs> so, the modern era, yeah. So they do um nominally it is about them like going through yahoo answers and then like giving people advice and also yeah. people who write in and need advice about things but then also they just absolutely go on the app just stupidest tangents and stuff like that and i just like absolutely live for their brotherly chemistry and friendship and i think it's just the nicest thing ever and i think they're just really funny because they're like massive nerds and i'm yeah. basically a massive nerd so i really like it yeah. <laughs> well i <laughs> I think that this one is like broadly in the same sort of ilk of like listening to something just like silly and warm and nice, especially like hashtag in these troubling times, whatever. But um, this one, you might have heard of it. So this was a recommendation um, from Laura and we listened to it on our way home from Pembrokeshire and it takes like seven hours to get back from there. So we listened to quite a few of them and I ended up getting quite into it. And it's called Help I Sexted My Boss. Have you heard of this? Oh, no. So that Sounds horrible. <laughs> Well, I think that they might record it at Media City because I've just seen that you can like write into them and that's the address. But anyway, help I sexted my boss. Um, so it's like the little ACAS blurb is William Hansen and Jordan North are unlikely best friends. William's a posh etiquette expert and Jordan's an expert in all things common. In this hit comedy podcast, their worlds collide as they help you navigate the everyday problems of modern life. So Jordan North is a Radio 1 presenter. Okay. Um, and William Hansen, you might have seen him. I feel like he does stuff like, he does like talking head bits about like etiquette and he travels around the world like teaching British etiquette and stuff, but he's quite young. He's like in his 20s. Okay. okay. Um, if you Google him, William Hansen, you probably recognize him from just like TV things. Um, and they made friends, I think they've been friends for a few years. I think Laura told me that he came onto the radio to do something about like, etiquette and I think Jordan North was maybe like a runner or something like that at the time and he was like taking him out of the 
building like escorting him out of the building after he'd done his um interview and they just yeah and so they just like hit it off and they ended up doing this podcast together and it is the most like unlikely friendship in the world it's basically right. like it's basically like if Frasier was friends with like Wayne Rooney <laughs> and they just chatted together that sounds a- good it's really yeah. good it's really good and I think that what is good about it is that they really like they have a laugh at each other and sort of dig at each other but they really respect each other and each other's opinions and they can often end up agreeing on things that they never thought they would agree on and Mm. um kind of um bringing to light certain experiences or opinions that the other person might not have kind of explored before so it's like advice modern life issues all of that kind of thing but it's just sort of yeah just just really funny and um light-hearted if you are looking for something to fulfill that role in your life I would recommend it yeah nice I do think there is something to be said about like having a friendship or like a you know relationship with somebody who you seemingly would not be like somebody who moves in like similar circles to you or somebody who has similar worldviews to you and stuff like speaking from personal experience of someone who has uh worked with somebody who I, it, you would not think is somebody that we don't agree on most things but we have a friendship and we do also find ourselves agreeing on things that you wouldn't expect to and it's really really I think actually important to speak to people who have different worldviews from you and stuff you know outside of your absolute like vortex of 10,000 what, what is it what does it call it like a echo, echo chamber. chamber yeah outside of that and actually to just hear some other things sometimes not all the time I do not endorse it all the time. <laughs> yeah, but, no, yeah. I, I think it. I think it's really important at the moment to to see that displayed in media of sort of crossing that barrier that seems to get more and more intense as the days and months go go by, and especially with the U.S. election um, imminent and everything that's going on UK side. I think it's just super important that we hear these conversations being had with kind of humor and warmth and humility and all of those things. Um, and just, just showing people that it's completely possible to, to do this if we yeah. want to, and we don't need to live this, you know, siloed echo chamber I- existence, which we so often do. So yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's really great for that. So um, yeah. Help. I sexted my boss. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm definitely gonna listen to that. Um, yeah, progress progress only works with conversation, so I definitely agree with it. Um, I have uh, listened to... I can't remember if, we, if we've talked about this podcast before because we've definitely talked about its host before. Um, but I just started listening to a couple episodes of Out By, which is hosted by Susie Ruffle. Um, yeah. Yeah, and so she does this podcast which um, has a different guest each week and they talk about like their experience of their sexuality from like childhood through to like their professional lives and you know along the way have little stories about just who they are as a person and also the work they're doing um I suppose um and I listened to the episode with um Travis Alabanza and also the episode with Mae Martin two people who I you know admire in their own work and um are very interesting individuals uh Travis Alabanza is a performer um, and uh, wrote Burgers, which is like a huge, big hit. Um, and they talked a lot about um, their identity um, being ever-changing and also about, um, 
identity and poverty in a lot in a lot of ways that you don't get to hear about a lot which is really great um they are really and they're also just really funny uh, they're, they're such a they would like such a have a such like nice nature um and then also may martin who wrote feel good which i think we talked about on the pod when it came out which was at the beginning of lockdown which feels a thousand years ago but we actually talked about that um and also like one second ago um and um she well she just talked about her sexuality um as well throughout her life um and i just think it's really nice because susie ruffles a really good host she's very like warm and sort of generous with her guests which is really nice you know she like is asks good questions but seems genuinely interested in listening to the people which is always really helpful um well we all know that she was the one that my mum wanted to match me up with well exactly and i i agree with i don't agree with allison but i agree that she's a good a good person to uh, <laughs> want as a match do you know what i mean yeah. um yeah she, she seems she was, lovely she was convinced that it could very easily happen she was like <laughs> just turn up to the larry theater stand there hold the leaflet and surely you'll be married oh hold the leaflet that'll do it yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah i definitely recommend that there's a bunch of episodes of all different people and it's just a nice um you know if you like listening to people have conversations about their different um coming to terms with their identities or coming out stories or you know anything in between um then give it a listen so whilst we absolutely agree with listening to people's stunning coming out stories um we there are some things that we are not so on board with. It's time for... I don't agree with it. Olivia, what is it this week that has got your goat, or whatever it is they say? <laughs> well, Lucy, I know that we've had a few of these in the past, but my I don't agree with it this week is myself. And by that, I mean my past self. <gasps> it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. And okay. I don't agree with my past self for letting my past self miss out on the last few years of Bake Off. Ah, yes. I, you, told, you told me that you had um, not sort of watched for a few years. I, I, I was surprised. I, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> no, I just, I just hadn't. I just had checked out. When, um, when it moved from the BBC to Channel 4 and then the, the presenters changed and stuff, I just, not, I just didn't watch it. Not out of any, like, loyalty reasons or anything. I just... just forgot a bit just yeah um but yeah um I started back watching it this time um started it when we were away in Wales and yeah I think that you know the theme of this podcast is we definitely are in need of things that are bomb to the soul at the moment and I think because they are all um quarantined together there's no kind of like social distancing there's no masks there's no obvious like signs of like my markers of of covid on the series it's just sort of completely unchanged and the fact i mean obviously like from working in tv i know how much has had to change and how much has been impacted because of covid and it's just really nice to see something like that appear to be so normal and so like full of all of its like joy and like quaintness that it's always had um it's just really nice to to watch to be honest and everyone in it so far not everyone but most people are um are huns and i was i'm sad for everyone that's left so far yes um i agree i've i've like watched it every year uh 
but not like religiously but you know it is it just it 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 is nice telly it knows what it's doing and it is exactly what we need at the moment like not to like i mean i mean everyone's saying it but it's true it's just nice like um and i yeah i i think um also the fact that they're all sort of in um in this bubble together and stuff means that they're all like uh seem sort of extra friendly to each other and stuff like that which i think is like super cute um and i'm really into into that element of it um and yeah i agree that it is a nice thing i also don't agree that you've missed some choice years maybe well, I, have, I, can't remember I have no them. idea who's like won or lost any of those so i could go back and just watch them all oh stunning time for you mm. yeah do it why not what is your i don't agree with it this week um this week i don't agree with i don't agree with i mean that's what i just said i don't know why i said it twice <laughs> Um, and I don't know if I've done this before, so stop me if I have. Stop me if you have heard this one before. But I don't think I have. But anyway, I don't care because it bears repeating. Um, I really don't agree with it when um, individuals, specifically, this seems to be something um, that men do. Uh, refer to women as girls yeah calling women girls i hate that so much it boils my blood whenever it happens and it's just it's such a you know it's an obvious thing and stuff but it's so infantilizing it's so gross it's so like the patriarchy uh in practice and i just hate it so much and i just have heard it a few too many times recently and i've been like oh can we stop doing it like oh this girl but people do it so i even do it sometimes you know i'm not saying that you know i'm i am aside from this um but you know i really i try to check myself when i do it um but i really really don't agree with it and it needs to stop <laughs> women are women they're not girls <laughs> yeah I, and I think I think we've been so culturally conditioned to do it that it, it almost sounds weird or jarring sometimes to say women or woman yeah. a, a lot of the time and I think that yeah like as well that that sort of pressure to retain um youth and youthfulness and to sort of like hold on to whatever that means makes you almost deny your own womanhood in a in a sense and to say woman would be to actually recognize the reality like you know we're both 30 we are women although it's weird i still find it weird to think of myself in in that way i'll be honest do you yeah a bit interesting yeah um yeah yeah i mean i very much especially this year feel like a massive baby so <laughs> it's uh a tough time to consider myself yes a fully grown adult woman but i am and you will refer to me as that not as a girl also kind of like along vaguely similar lines um not really but a bit i was um i was reading um a kind of instagram caption long read i guess um from um danielle vanier and um she was talking about this whole idea so i'll kind of paraphrase it um this whole issue that that she is having as someone that has come out as queer within the last year she's 34 years old and had never dated someone of the same sex until last year and um she's talking about this whole idea that she isn't sure when it's acceptable 
to call herself or refer to herself as gay or queer or to speak up on queer and gay issues if you have not been like in the game long enough and there's that sort of idea that you need to commit like one to two years before your opinion can actually be valid or the sense that like you're not a, you're not proper until you've like committed x amount of time and that actually like you're still in the phase zone and like when do you come out of that and you're like legitimized as, as a queer person I suppose and like queer gatekeepers so I wanted to sort of get your opinion on that and if you if you have experienced that or if you know other people who've um, talked about that or if that's like a thing that you recognize within the community yeah I think that is definitely something that a lot of people feel uh specifically if they uh or especially if they've um you know come out later in life or you know have previously maybe had uh heterosexual relationships and then find themselves in a queer relationship etc um I think that it's like you know it shouldn't be a thing it's bullshit like as soon as you're in you know as soon as you are in a queer relationship or find yourself feeling in some way that you are queer in any way then that is it you are you that you are now part of the queer community and you are allowed to uh participate in whatever way you want to um and your voice is part of the community and uh you know worthy but i get that where that comes from i mean when i was sort of coming out and coming to terms with my identity etc i guess i well it was such a like <laughs> uh weird process for me i didn't really realize it was happening i don't think and um i was already quite in the queer community in the terms of like having a couple slash bunch of really big queer friends <laughs> i wonder who that could be <laughs> represent represent <laughs> so i think i was already very in it when i then realized i was it um as yeah. well uh, or fully realized i wasn't i you know i fucking knew but you know i needed some prompting didn't i um so uh yeah but i do get that thing and actually this is interesting because this is one of the reasons i wanted to do a podcast like this is that i wanted to be able to feel like i knew how to <laughs> um how to articulate what i felt about certain things and in general and specifically things that affect our queer community um and i think as much as it might not seem like i do know how to do that this podcast has definitely helped me to you know have a structured space where i have had to formulate uh the words for my opinions um and i'm really grateful for like this space for that but i do get that it is hard to feel like you in general and it's maybe even more specifically once you're into any sort of marginalized group to feel that your voice is like worth speaking uh was worth it worth anything um and yeah i think it sucks because you know i think anyone should be able to feel like they can talk about their bits once they are you know when they're they are their bits you know what i mean I completely agree. So, Danielle Vanier, please speak up on anything you want to speak up on because you are welcomed into the queer community and um, we want you here. And whether we, yeah, I mean, you, you, des you deserve to be here as much as anyone else. So, please just, um, please just express yourself however you want to. Um, and I think it's 
really shit if anyone's been making you feel like that's not the case absolutely um speaking of like supporting the community etc um i think just today um a letter was released by signed by i think it was 200 odd or 200 uh authors publicists etc in the sort of book world um with a statement um supporting the trans community um sort of in it's not a direct response but it kind of comes in a response to the letter which was uh released by a bunch of other authors etc which um uh sort of was supporting uh jk rowling in the uh backlash she has had to her um views um yeah and it's basically just a very short little message from the uk and irish publishing community and they just say this is a message of love and solidarity for the trans and non-binary community culture is and should always be at the forefront of societal change and as writers editors agents journalists and publishing professionals we recognize the vital role of our industry we recognize the vital role our industry has in advancing and supporting the well-being and rights of trans and non-binary people. We stand with you. We hear you. We see you. We accept you. We love you. The world is better for having you in it. Um, and it goes on to sort of say a couple of other bits. That's the main gist of it. Um, and yeah, I just think it is always really great to see um, mass support for anyone and anything that is worthy of support. And it's a very... Uh, good day to see that so i'm pleased that it exists and i think loads of people have sort of said that they want to add their names to it other authors etc who um weren't approached for whatever reason um so i think that there is going to be myriad names on that list and that is a very hopeful and nice thing to know about and um someone who would always want you to be unequivocally and uncompromisingly yourself at all times is none other the main hun of our lives it could be no one else because it's just time for silly watch so lucy this week as you know there's not not loads going on in selineville at the moment she's just you know slowly meandering down her water slide and um just taking life very easy as we um try and get through um the rest of our lord 2020 um but what I can tell you is that um, do you do you follow the NFL by any chance? <laughs> Not uh, religiously, no. Okay, well, for those of our listeners, we have quite a few US listeners, so you may follow the NFL. This may mean something to you, but um, quite a lot of um, quite a lot of the stars of the NFL have um, got together to sing, well, to kind of lip sync um Celine Dion together in this sort of like montage video and it really is um a sight to behold and she actually um put it up on her stories today so you can go and um you can check that out if you are interested in watching that and if you too are a fan of both Celine Dion and the NFL so or just viral videos in general <laughs> yeah and just lip syncs I mean there's there's a lot of crossover I'm sure a lot of people will love it so um that and thus concludes this week's Celine Watch, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad she's still getting the recognition she duly deserves, even at a time when she is unable to do all the things I'm sure she wants to do. So, um, yes, uh, always praise be to Celine. So, um, aside from watching viral videos, Olivia, is there any um, top articles you have been reading this week? Well, I actually read um, quite an interesting article all about... So have you ever watched This Morning or Good Morning, whatever it's called? 
in my time i have dabbled but not um you know a lot well you know an absolute stalwart of this morning is absolute legend and icon alison hammond oh we stand yeah we stand and she must be protected at all costs Um, i i loved her back in big brother days i mean she only made it through like two weeks but she was absolutely iconic the whole time is that where she's from yes she was just a a, a, like um i was gonna say contestant a a, a civilian Uh, contestant yes on big brother in big brother i didn't know that yeah in the early years i think it was maybe series three okay on um this morning for 17 years Wow, so, I knew she'd been there for a long time. I did not know that she had come from Big Brother. Wow, amazing. Yeah, it's it's probably like the longest standing um Big Brother glow up that's ever happened. Um, yeah. But and she, well deserved. Oh, so well deserved. And she's an absolute hun and a brilliant um a brilliant live TV person and real sort of infectious personality and um yeah, she's brilliant. And this article kind of speaks on all of that. Um, but it talks about how she's now delving into something more serious and she is going to be doing a new show, like a documentary, exploring untold stories of black Britons. So it kind of talks about, it sort of tees her up and all of the sort of things that she's known for. Have you watched that um, interview that she did with Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling a few years ago? No. Okay, well, if you want to just like have the most pure laugh ever, yes. watch that. And also watch the video when she accidentally pushes a male model into the Royal Albert Dock in Liverpool. Have you watched yes, that? Yes, I watch, I watch that on the reg for a, for a laugh. Yes, okay, <laughs> right. Um, so that is fab about her. And she's just like so iconic and so herself. And I love her the most, in case that hasn't come across yet. But obviously in light of the more um, serious issues over the last couple of months with the Black Lives Matter movement, she was asked to um, speak on this on the show. And she spoke about um, police brutality, being the mother of a 15-year-old black boy, uh, about the death of George Floyd. And um, she started to think about how maybe she, as a black woman, needed to learn more about black history. Because obviously, as we all know, so much... um, of black history and black stories are not told enough. They're not taught in schools to the extent that they should be. And um, there's a lot of knowledge in history which um, goes untapped a lot of the time. So she really felt like it was a moment in her life that she uh, wanted to explore this. So it's gonna be um, a new documentary which is airing at the beginning of Black History Month, so really soon. And um, it's a long, it's um, an hour long documentary. She travels all around the UK to learn about key and often overlooked figures from black British history. So um, I'm just really excited to see it, learn something new. And I think it'll be um, a really interesting um, sort of seg for Alison Hammond to go down. I think she'll be really great doing this kind of thing. And I can't wait to see her in that role and also just learn loads as well. So I think that she'll be a brilliant person for the job and I'm just really happy for her and that this show is happening. Love Alison Hammond. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds really, really great. Um, She can do no wrong. So I'm sure it will be a stunning dog. Um, It's going to be called Back to School and it um, will have aired by the time this goes out, it will have aired the previous night. So you'll be able to watch it on ITV player. Nice. Very good. 
Speaking of um, an education of sorts, um, I read an article which was doing the rounds on um, the internet, obviously. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, just a piece of paper being passed around, um, which, uh, you know, kicked off a bunch of conversation on Twitter, which was an interview in the New Statesman with Judith Butler, um, which is entitled Judith Butler on the Culture Wars, JK Rowling and Living in Anti-Intellectual Times. Um, now I know that we have spoken previously about like not giving air to uh, speaking about J.K. Rowling and all of her absolute trash, um, but this article sort of blew up, um, and I think there's some interesting points to take from it. Um, so Judith Butler is a like very you know world-renowned uh, feminist author um, and uh, is a big voice in uh, the sort of feminist community, and basically she has this interview in the New Statesman um, with. Alona Ferber and um, to every question she is asked uh, provides a very succinct perfect uh, sort of response and rebuttal to any conversation about um, uh, trans rights etc in the ongoing uh, quote-unquote culture war that appears to be happening. Yeah so she's asked a question about the idea that um, there is public discourse between a sort of mainstream feminist idea um, and a trans activist idea. And she sort of responds saying, uh, if we look closely at the example that you characterize as mainstream, we can see that a domain of fantasy is at work, one which reflects more about the feminist who has such a fear than any actually existing situation in trans life. Um, she goes on to talk about the sort of feminist view of what is an issue in terms of trans people and the whole sort of changing room bathroom threat, which I'd say very much in quotations and talks about the fact that actually the real violence and discrimination is fully in the face for trans women um, and not uh, uh, cis women. It's, it's, it's an interesting article. She, she, she responds very well, but um, what I thought was interesting um, was that on Twitter, a couple of people were like, yep, this is a very articulate article. Um, let me just, uh, so Violet Allen, um, who is at Blipstress, um, who is a writer on Twitter, wrote, yes, Judith Butler is very articulate, but what she's actually saying isn't that different from what trans people say all the time. It's just that the interviewer respects her enough to not treat, to not retreat to the baby school nonsense most transphobes views when challenged. And then in a second tweet, that is, she demolishes the interviewer, as it were, because she is accepted by the interviewer as an authority on feminism, a position trans people, trans women in particular, are never given. So whilst the article is great, says all the things perfectly, it's just kind of frustrating that it takes a white prominent feminist to say it and not the fact that trans people and have been saying these things for years on end and are not treated with the same sort of lauded um, opinion because they're not a, a known subject. They are not somebody who has actually experienced the trans misogyny that it's occurs a lot with these sort of attacks. So it's a great article to read, um, especially if you want to sort of like hear that said in such succinct ways, um, the opinion that I believe we share. But um, yeah, it was a very interesting article, but also I think there's a general um, feeling that it's kind of frustrating that 
it's that it that it's also an article that is done by an interviewer who themselves is like a cis woman not a trans person not anyone who has a lived experience and that that is quite frustrating uh still as we go on but yeah it was i thought it was a good interesting read and good to read around like we always say read around what you read and um get a full picture of what's going on yeah that that sounds like a really good wreck but yeah also um yeah that that issue is prevalent in more than just that article unfortunately and yeah it's kind of it's depicted across all all sort of waves of feminism and any kind of you know any kind of social justice movements and anything like that unfortunately like comes with this complication of you know whose you know whose voices are lifted up in these situations and other examples of that were depicted quite well I know I mentioned this to you previously but I just finished the BBC iPlayer series Mrs America which talks a lot about depicts a lot about um 70s feminism and their feminist groups seeking to ratify by the ERA so it tells the story of like this woman who's a real woman from history um called Phyllis Schlafly who is played by absolute icon Kate Blanchett and oh. um it tells a story it tells her story of this ultra conservative woman who sets about um creating her own movement to maintain kind of traditional conservative values of um women homemakers and wives um but the irony of this is that she is probably the most power hungry feminist woman in a lot of senses that that you could have had at that time you know she um spearheaded her own campaign she um got all of these women to get behind her and formed this whole sort of party she um was in the era of Ronald Reagan. She um, managed to accrue a lot of power and influence. She um, passed the bar while she was doing all of this, just casually, and um, completely at the same time was denouncing feminism and was so against the feminist movement that she didn't quite see that in a lot of ways they were sort of fighting for a lot of the same things. And there's this kind of like irony that permeates the whole series. but it's really interesting um, moment in time. And as I think a lot of people know, obviously in the US, um, the ERA still is not passed um, because of abortion rights and all the issues that, that surround that predominantly. Um, but, you know, you see some really great characters depicted. Um, Rose Byrne plays Gloria Steinem and is absolutely fantastic in the way that she places her hair um, behind her glasses in that like <laughs> absolutely sort of iconic glorious Steinem way um yeah. and there's yeah there's quite a few famous people in it and if you're into um kind of sort of fairly modern period dramas um and if you're after a kind of 70s vibe um it really transports you to that to that time and place but it also does um highlight the injustices that go on when trying to um push forward kind of social movements and how certain people were spokeswomen for maybe not the best reasons and all those kind of issues that that we still face today are shown are shown then as well so yeah it's it's interesting to watch yeah it's been on my list for a long time i need to actually get it watched so i will do 
sounds good and before we sort of wrap up this week um i just wanted to uh give you all a little audio treat (laughs) um in the fact that tomorrow october 1st so you know this will be coming out a bit after this but still you know it's never a bad day so tomorrow october 1st is national poetry day and i personally love to just read a bunch of poems every now and then and i thought that this national poetry day as any national poetry day and even if you know this is a week later or you're listening in months and months time it's never a bad time to just look up a few poems if you want to you don't have to but i thought it'd be a good opportunity to read a little bit of a poem by queer UK poet, uh, considering it is National Poetry Day. Did some research and I found a very entertaining poem by Keith Jarrett, who is a UK-based queer poet. Um, Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a bit too long, Um, but I will read the first few sort of stanzas just to give you a little taster um, as a little, uh, you know, little bedtime story for you if you're listening at bedtime or if not, then, you know, while you're on the bus, whatever's happening. Okay, so this poem is called A Gay Poem by Keith Jarrett. They asked me if I had a gay poem, so I said straight up no. My words don't deviate between straight lines. My poems don't mince their words or bend or make queer little observations. They asked me if I had a gay poem, so I answered honestly that no, I didn't have any gay poetry. And even if unthinkably I did, what would it say about me? I mean, even presenting the question puts me in a precarious position. And how can I even begin to broach the subject with my own creation? Like, excuse me, poem, are you gay? Have you grown up contrarily to what I wanted you to say? I most certainly didn't write you that way. Was it something I said? Something I did that turned you? Maybe I should have peppered your verses with sport, girls and beers. Maybe as your author, I deserted you. Or did another writer turn you queer? And that is just a little uh, taster of a gay poem by Keith Jarrett. It goes on. It's funny. It's whimsical. um, And I think it's very good. So uh, I will put a link to that in the show notes. And um, yeah, just explore the queer poets that we have um, in in our country and all over the world. There are some very, very good ones. I decided during lockdown a bit ago to um, write out, I was going to write out like, Every time I saw a poem that I read, a poem that I liked, like write it out and put it in this frame, this spare frame that I had. And I've done it once because obviously that's me. <laughs> um, but it's a really good poem by uh, Hera Lindsay Bird, who is um, a poet from New Zealand. And that is a really uh, great poem as well. It's called Colorado Springs 1969 or something like that. Uh, I can't remember the exact year. Um, and that is another great queer poet she has loads and loads of really fun poems and they're all on her website so she it's fun to listen uh, fun to read poems from i think people of our generation and stuff would enjoy them they have like references and stuff to things that we know in them but i wanted to read specifically a uk-based poet this time so yeah explore some poetry this autumn season why not god doesn't it seem like such a long time ago that we went to that penguin lgbt poetry night in here i know that um, was and that was at least, though, what, three years ago, maybe? Three years ago? No. That was ages ago. Was it? Yeah. I don't know what Easily. time. I don't know what time means anymore. <laughs> truly, truly. Uh, preach. Um, so whilst we sit and try to figure out what time means anymore, you can get in touch with us in all the normal ways at Queer Longing on Instagram and Twitter, queerlonging at gmail.com if you want to send us a little email. Um, and yes, as we stare into the void that is the space-time continuum, we will be 
loving you, leaving you, and longing for you. Until next time. Bye. Bye. That was good and obviously ended up being basically an hour anyway. Yeah. Right. Um, OMVT. All right.